You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Sabu Speaks. I'm your host, Joshua Michael Greenberg, and I am here with the greatest of all time, Sabu. <laughs> Sabu <Thank you. laughs> loves it. Hey, Christopher's in the house. Brandon and Donna are in the house. Brandon. Hello, Brandon. Brandon and Donna. Oh, Dirty Ron's number one fan's back. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one who said I look like uh, Screech from uh, Saved by the Bell. Which was... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you do not. Were they stupid? <laughs> oh, well, Dustin Dom- Diamond he's saying, so he's he's different. Nah, well, well, today we're... You actually handsome guy. What was that? I said, you don't look like him. You're actually a handsome guy. Thank you, Sabu. Look at that. That's all right. but I don't know why you're wearing the beard. That's on the record for everyone to know. Um, ask Sabu about Nicole Bass's husband. What do you know about Nicole Bass's husband? Um, he was at all of her matches. He was overbearing, knew the business, and he had her juiced up like nobody else. Yeah. He had dressing room juiced up pretty too, pretty much too. He was like a kind of dressing room steroid guy. Dirty Ron, number one fan. Was that what you were? What do you know? Yeah, he said gimmick man. Well, yeah, I guess he had every gimmick, but he was mainly there. I only got steroids from him. But I know he's always educating me on steroids and says, I give her this and I give him that and this is how you do it and, and combination of this and that. And, and I said, I just want to grow some muscles, not all that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Dirty Run says... That he should host the show. Okay, Dirty Ron will have <laughs> Dirty Ron said that? No, it's Dirty Ron's number one fan. Oh, he's, he's, who the hell is that? I don't know. Dirty Ron, where, <laughs> where can we find you? That's funny. Um, so while, he, while we wait his or her response. So uh, last week on Dark Side of the Ring was Bam Bam Bigelow's episode. Oh, yeah. Um, did anyone in the chat, were they able to see that episode? No, I did. You did see it? Yeah. Well, what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was pretty negative on, on a guy that was more positive. Yeah, I didn't know all of the, the backstory, and I didn't realize how quickly he got over, um, that he was only in the business for about a year, and he was already on WWF. I, I no, see that, that that's not quite right. Okay. It was about five years. Okay. It was about five years, and then you get on WWF. Okay. Uh, and I met him the first time in Philadelphia. He didn't wear the flames. He only had the, he hit wore a shitty outfit and the flames on the head. And uh, he wasn't Bam Bam Bigelow then. He was, he was Bam Bam Bigelow, but he didn't look, look like he does did. You know, when he went to WWF. When he went to WWF, they cleaned him up good and put that suit on him. What did you think about him when you first saw him? I thought he was awesome. I didn't think he'd make it as far as he did. And actually, uh, when I first met him, when I met him the second time, it was at my WWE, WWF tryout in 1994. Oh. And we're watching the monitor, 
and somebody did a crazy move, and he looks at me and he goes, "You started it." <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. I was, "I'm sorry, man." <laughs> so but he knew who I was before they did. Gotcha. You've always been pretty vocal about big men doing light heavyweight type moves. Did it bother you at all, him doing? Oh, because he didn't do it beautifully. I think it was a little off, which was good. And, and he didn't do it all the time. Gotcha. And what he did wasn't really that impressive for a guy my size. But it's impressive for a guy his size. But really, it really isn't. The guys are bigger than them can do that too. It, it was just showing off his flexibility and his, his willingness, you know. But I like the way he did it because he didn't do it every night. He never hit me with none of the of that stuff. Very rarely. Right. And we'll check out uh, one of those matches in, in a couple of minutes. So going back to Our the... Guy. He was a power guy. The way I liked it, like a good catcher, uh, didn't fly, and when he did fly, it meant something. Yeah, one hundred percent. I could see that. Jim Van Dam had some hellacious matches, and Van Dam would dive out him out of the ring, knock the fuck out of him with his, his uh, tope Hilo, and uh, he'd catch him though. Shaboy KG says he always looked like he was falling out of control when he went for the flying headbutt. But he wasn't. That's that's the trick. That's okay. Yeah, you're right. He's out of control. <laughs> but that's the trick. Is to look yeah. out of control. Right. He wasn't. He was never out of control. If you ever watched that match, him and uh, Lawrence Taylor, he made that match. That was a great match for a guy who had never wrestled before. Lawrence Taylor, great match. I couldn't believe how good it was. You watched that live at the time, or when did you see that match? Uh, no, I watched the tape because I heard about that it was good, and it was a match of the night and all that, so I had to, had to see it, and then when I seen it, I couldn't believe it. What was your initial reaction to that, to having a football, you know? I, I didn't dig it, but, you know, it's a circus, WrestleMania, it's a circus. Uh, I would have used someone else, what Lawrence Taylor could get over on, except for Bam Bam got him over. You know, it took someone like Bam Bam to get him over. You know, but I wish Bam Bam had another match. Uh, he, he probably did too until he, I'm sure he was happy afterwards. Before that, he was saying, fuck him, I'm stuck wrestling a guy I don't know how to wrestle. I'm WrestleMania, you know? Yeah. Who were some guys that you wrestled like that who didn't have any kind of background and you were kind of forced to put, make them look good? Uh, Leon Spinks. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I wrestled, fought Leon Spinks, sort of. Right. Man, that was very bad because he he didn't hit me hard, so I wouldn't I didn't go down right away. Anybody else he hit like tapped him, they went flying, and I go I'm not gonna do that unless he hits me hard. And I told him hit me hard, and he didn't. And if, and if, if that was his hardest, uh, he didn't have it no more. But I'm sure he didn't have it no more. But he hit me, and I I wouldn't go down right away. And I got heat from the boys because they said I, I wouldn't sell his stuff. I said I can't sell every punch. He's got a glove on, you know. Gotcha. Um, was it hitting me hard? <laughs> he was working the glove. One theme of the show seemed to be this kind of lore behind uh, Bam Bam Bigelow that he had all these stories behind him. You know that he rescued the people from the the kids from the burning house or something along those lines, and he was a bounty hunter. Did you hear any of those kind of stories about him? Yeah, I knew he, he was a bounty hunter, and he went to prison. That's where I, I think he got his tattoo on his head in prison, and. Uh, the the saving the running in the burning house thing that happened ten years ago, two or three years before he died. Oh, gotcha. That's when I heard about it, and they go, "He's not here today because of that." 
burned his arms up or some shit. He used to say somebody from burned in the house. Maybe he, he, he used that excuse twice. <laughs> but I, that's what I heard about. I heard it not too long before he died. It wasn't early in his career, early in his life. Brandon Woodward says, when RVD won the TV title over Bam Bam and ECW, it was one of RVD's greatest matches. I agree. Yeah, that I was, agree. That, that was awesome. And that iconic scene of RVD doing the front flip from the top rope to the outside. When, when and Van Damme would catch him. I, like, Van Damme did that to me a couple of times. It knocked the shit out of me. I said, man, I can't catch you no more. You know, because he, he bounced off my face. When, Robert, when RVD was having those type of matches, did he ever ask you about your opinion of, of what to do? Or he was already in his, in his element? Oh, no, no. Before, uh, in them days before each of our matches, we'd go over it with each other. I'd go, I'm doing this with this guy, check it out, boom, 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 boom. And he'd go, ah, or, or yes, or no, you know, fit in something, and same with him. But with the Bam Bam thing, when he went over it, I said, fuck, I'm jealous. I wish I could wrestle him. Were you ever scheduled? Yeah. You did What's that? You did wrestle him, and we're gonna watch those yeah, matches. But I, I was probably stuck wrestling somebody else, I can't remember who, it was in Florida, and he got to wrestle Bam Bam, and I went over my match, and I was kind of disappointed because oh, gotcha. I'm not wrestling her. A guy who I wanted to, and he's wrestling the guy who, who I wanted to, and he's telling me about it. They go, "Damn, uh, that's good. That's great. I wish I was there." Yeah. Did you ever? Ha how come you guys never had like a high-profile feud, you and Bam Bam? I don't know why. I have no idea. Was he part of that? We didn't get, we didn't get around to it. I guess I don't know. Was it like a November to Remember pay-per-view or something like that? It was like you, Taz, and Van Dam versus him, Shane Douglas, and. And one other guy, do you remember which match I'm talking about? The one that didn't go over as well as people? Oh, I, I don't know. Um, I thought they all got over. They didn't, it didn't get over? There was one match that was, you know, had had a lot of, let me see if I, does anybody know what I'm, what I'm talking about? If you know what I'm talking about <laughs> There was one in there. There well, was like a three-on-three, -three, like, main event pay-per-view match. Oh, that wasn't me, I don't think. I never had a, a six-way match or a three-six-man tag. November to remember, 98. Let's see. Oh, see, I had uh, I wrestled Hayabusa and uh, Jensei. Me and Van Dam did. That was uh, Heat Wave. Yeah? Yeah, I'll tell you exactly. Oh, oh. oh sorry. Well, I, I, I don't remember that. I don't remember. T tell me about it. Did All right, I'll I, tell it you what Let's see, November. Well, we're, listen, I call you the greatest professional wrestler of all time, so the last thing I... I think of as you as the shit so you know I'm not <laughs> so that the other guys let me just see what what this pay-per-view was so it was at it was in New Orleans Louisiana at the Lakefront Arena the main event was triple threat Robin Dam Sabu Taz Versus Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow, Chris Candido, six-man tag team match. All right, you don't. If you don't remember it, no, I don't remember that. I don't remember it. I'm not. I don't remember anybody complaining about it. I don't think. Um, let's see. I remember I used to love working wrestling in Louisiana. Hello, Nicholas Infantante. Uh, Dabinin says, how do you feel about Lanny Popo saying Bam Bam is the least talented guy ever to get a push? He had a lot of shit to say about someone for a guy people don't really remember. Well, that's... that's I, I can't believe Lanny Popo would say that. It, well, from, from the episode, it seemed like a lot of people were 
jealous of Bam Bam's push? Uh, I, I never heard that. I mean, he looks like he should get a push. He he he's stiff. He does a, you know he's he's good. He was good for a big. He was good for any guy, any size of guy. But he's extra good for a big guy. Gotcha. I, I, I never heard any complaints about Bam Bam. Only from uh, somebody wanted to. Oh, Andre the Giant didn't like him. That's the only thing I ever heard. Yeah, that's what I saw in the in in the match that he kind of. Beat him up a yeah, he got much to WWE the first run or something like that because uh, Andre didn't like him. Quick shout out to Top Shelf Wrestling Finds. Welcome. Great to have you in the chat. All right, so what's up? Um, I guess let's let's run into a match and and let's see if this triggers any kind of. I've never heard any complaints about Bam Bam behind his back. I don't think I it, like. They wouldn't be afraid to say, hey, Bam Bam is a fucking asshole or something. No one would be afraid to tell me that, but I've never heard that. i never heard it. So let's check out this match from 97. For the e it says for the ECW world title, but I don't, it's probably the television title. When Bam Bam Bigelow had it. Okay, am I wrestling them? Yeah. This is going to be a okay. Queens. Okay. I think I. Yeah, okay. There's one in there where he pulls a pick up for a powerbomb, I you know, jabbed him in the head with a spike, I poked him in the eye, and he got really mad. And I felt really bad. He didn't give me a receipt for that. He said the next one should come, and, and then the next one was a chair shot, which I did, and he, he let me have it. I think I remember him talking about that in a shoot interview. Yeah. And I think he responded to it. They, oh yeah! In one of your interviews, they they played the clip. We can maybe watch that after. But this was a cool arena. This has a great look to it. How come I can't see it? You can't see it. Oh wait a minute! It's uh. Oh yeah, for some reason, oh I, I know why, I know why, I know why, I know why, I have it on the, I'm just gonna, do you see it now? Um, oh fuck, my light just died, um, no, yes, I see it now. Alright, let's, I know everyone just watch, we're gonna, Back up a little bit so sad we can see. Oh, oh, you can see it now, right? You're fine. You look fine. Uh, yeah, I can. Is it okay? The light died. Yeah, um, yeah, you're yeah fine. I can see it. It's pretty small, but I can see it. Oh, I can't get the whole screen. If you click on the screen, you can have it where you can't see you and I. You can just watch the match. I'm doing okay. Uh, I can just see the match because the same size. Oh. <laughs> uh, Coffee Cake Ice Cream says that he's late, or she's late, so they're glad that we had to match, start the match over. We're doing it for you, Coffee Cake. We knew that you would be late, so... What? <laughs> <laughs> I chose Death says that his dad was a badass big motherfucker, that he was not to be messed with, but he told him that he was afraid of Bam Bam Bigger. Uh, well... I never had Bam. I was never on his bad side, so I wasn't afraid of him. I, I, I wouldn't fight him. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to fight him, but I never had that 
never had heat with him, other than in the moment, I uh, received, you know, I uh, give him potato, he give me receipt. One thing I'm always surprised but he is. Didn't give me What's that? No, no, say what you're gonna say. It's more important than what. I just said, he didn't give me a receipt every time. I potatoed him quite a bit. He potatoed me too, I just didn't tell him. One thing I'm always shocked with is how connected DDP is in in everybody's story. When did you first yeah, meet DDP? I was surprised. Very surprised. He ran a bar and met him there. I feel like he knows, uh, know he knows everybody forever. Like, independent of wrestling, he knows people. Uh, when yeah, was the first time you he, met him? What history. Remember when I first seen him Diamond Dallas Page in the AWA? I thought he was a, a loudmouth uh, wannabe. But he was better than I thought. But when did you actually first meet him? Because he's, he's a super nice guy. Uh, not so many, not you. Uh, 95. He was wrestling Alex Wright in the first match. and. And he came over to me and he goes, well, at least you, you, can, you can do what you want in your matches. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, all our matches are programmed. I said, oh, sorry. <laughs> Creep from Outer Spaces. What's up, Sabu? Much love from Michigan. Glad you're putting these out. To sit under the learning tree with a living legend. Absolutely. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, something happened. What happened? I don't know. Is you still working? Yeah, we're here. You can't see the uh, match? It disappeared. Hold on. It's marinating. Cool, you just put Bad Man to the table. Uh, okay, First I'm, time uh, in the chat, Gooey's World. I put him to the table, I missed it. Damn. You want to see it? We'll watch it again for, for you. Yeah, see it again. All right, and we'll get... I'm surprised I put him to a table that early. Um... Boozy's World says, Sabu, it's me, Wolfmaster from Twitter, finally. Oh, that's uh, he, he broke the table because I chopped you. Oh, but then now count. you're going to go. Yeah, that doesn't count. Oh, so maybe you were maybe intending to... Sorry, brother. <laughs> I sat right on his head. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give a receipt for that one, I don't think. So, in the, in the uh, dark side, they made it seem that he was pretty banged up. What was his condition like at this time? Did you see him aching or did he seem fine? Uh, um, no, not really. He, you know, everybody had, you know, had their back hurt and one or two knees hurting all the time. You know, no, he never complained about much. But yeah, uh, you know, we were taking pills to cover it up. But they, they never interfered with like the quality of match or he never was, you know, unprofessional. No, he never said no to anything uh, and trusted me and, and he, nah, he never felt, seemed injured, you know. Uh, you know, he, he, he wasn't a bitch and complainer and he, he, he could take it, you know. The way he's built is great for what he, how he does it, you know. You know, I thought he was, should have been world champion for any company. Every company. Oh, Look that, at that. That was awesome. It was all him. If he didn't want to go, he wouldn't have went. Same with Cactus, you know. I, at first, I didn't really dig Cactus. I thought he was just a stuntman. But then I get, I got to know him and watch more of his matches, and I seen that, yeah, that he was actually a tough guy.
Because, you know, in the, in the, on the independence, anybody can suck it up for one night. Doing it every night is a trick. True. Very true. I chose Death since Bret Hart said Bam Bam is the best big man ever. If that is an endorsement, then I don't know what is. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm pretty close to saying that, too. Who would you say are other top big men that you've wrestled or seen? Or I always liked Kamala, but Kamala was a different style than anybody would think. But if I ever wrestled Kamala, if I would have wrestled Kamala, it would have been good. Because uh, he, like I said, he does shit that, that, that I don't do. And he, but, you know, anyways, other big guys, um, I don't know, not many. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of anybody right what now. What about Mike Austin? Awesome. Oh, I said Mike Austin. Awesome. Awesome. Crumpy Cake was saying Mike Austin awesome too. I put Mike and Bam Bam almost neck and neck because you know Mike Mike's bodybuilder type and does shit, and he's and and Bam Bam just the opposite, not a bodybuilder type. I would put them even on my scale of uh, top. Because not one is better than the other. They're both great. All right, here's the real question. What about Tommy Dreamer? What about him? Want to hear some, hear some sex offensive stories about him? <laughs> <laughs> it's your platform. No, uh, Dreamer as a worker, uh, it's like pulling teeth, but he got over with the people and he takes a lot of punishment. Uh, but don't tell him, but he's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great mind for the business, better than I do, that's for sure. Who was more of the shit, Sandman or, or Tommy Dreamer? Uh, <laughs> Sandman really wasn't the shit, because he was good at what he did, so, but... but what he, what he, I don't know how to describe it. You know, it was good he was the shits. That made him not the shits. Gotcha. <laughs> you know? It was like part of the uh, gimmick. To have like a match, I, I guess it, it was easier to have a match with Sandman because Sandman didn't give a shit. And Dreamer was like uh, really scripted out. He sold that pretty good. Yeah. But he's got a big plastic boot cover in his foot. He didn't feel nothing. See, I, you know, like say, wrestling Dreamer was less painful than wrestling Sandman, but I'd rather have wrestled Sandman. Sandman was pretty painful. That stick stings. Don't hurt that much, but it stings the shit like hell. Sometimes. So now this is setting up. We saw. Oh. At that time when you were uh, in Titan at that time. All right, let's check out this match. So this is you and Dan Dan. Dan. What's that? <laughs> I shouldn't have said that about Dreamer. <laughs> uh, he didn't say anything bad about him. He <laughs> some shit about him in the dressing room that way he acts. Brother. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have our own episode about Tommy Dreamer. He used to, he used to do some crazy stuff. All right, Gross now, stuff. I'm putting you on the main screen. So what kind of crazy <laughs> stuff would Tommy Dreamer do? <laughs> you don't have to talk, whatever you want to talk about. If you, you know. No, let's watch the match. I'm very dreamer some other time. We'll talk about it. <laughs> That's a good uh, preview.
Um, Jacob, he spoke about that. He Sabu remembers that he rescued the children after ECW. That it happened after. That was his memory. All right, so you you guys wrestled in this venue a lot. What is this place? This is such an interesting venue. Oh, it's the Boston uh, Dog Track, Greyhound Dog Track, something, something. The dog track, the the indoor, the outside was dog racing, the indoors was uh, were really uh, oh, that's and stuff. Greyhounds, I think they were. Yeah, they, racing. And they have like the low ceilings too. Yeah, but uh, we packed that place. And I don't know why we ran it all the time, but we packed it. Every time, it was never like a open seat. And the ceiling looks low, but it wasn't that low. Um, there's a, it's low, then it goes up a couple oh, feet, then it goes low again. Like it, right at the, the ropes, it's, it's high enough to, to fly. Hard to fly out of the ring, but easy to fly in the ring. This is actually on Rob Van Dam's YouTube page. I imagine it's silent right now because there's a uh, song being played that he doesn't have the license to use. Damn, he uh, looks so cool. Batman had such a great cool. look. One of a kind. Yeah. He's not a hand slapper, ass kisser, or, or, or too much of a badass. He's just a badass. Like a lot of guys, on the way to the ring, they'll act like that. They'll stop and get in someone's face. I hate that. Your your focus is on the guy in the ring, not the people. Raptors Freak says RVD and Sabu are greater than the Dudley Boys, in in his opinion. Of course we are. <laughs> I know that. I, I, I never say I'm the best, but I'm better than them. <laughs> You're the best, better than them. <laughs> Shit. Insult saying that. Yeah, they can even have the that stage. category. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> When we first wrestled the Dudleys, they were pretty bad, you know. They, they were rough around the edges, real bad. When I heard they got a tryout with WWF, I laughed and go, they'll never take them, and they got a job for 20, 15 years. This is a single, a single match? I'm a manager? No, you guys are both tag. I guess the same as in a... Maybe it starts off single and Sam and then Oh, it probably does. Yeah, it probably does. And he didn't wear a suit like that until he went to uh, New York. But before that, he just wore like a shirt and a pair of tights, I think. It was, it was kind of, uh, you know, under low scale looking. Uh, but it, he got better. Those, those early years, we're supposed to be never be, uh, seen again. You know, I was Terry SR for five years, which wasn't even supposed to be mentioned anymore after the five years. It didn't happen, you know. But now there's videotapes and all that shit. You can't hide from it. Yeah, I imagine it's hard for people to come up now and everything is, is on tape. Yeah, I mean, we used to say, yeah, it was like this, that, and the other thing, and then there's a videotape, and it wasn't nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're just fighting for our lives, and it was nothing. <laughs> That's funny as well. Yeah, so you got to be honest now, and research it. I always try to be honest anyways, but sometimes you juice the story up. 
I mean, it's pro wrestling, right? Well, yeah, it's a, and, and you know, you're trying to tell, show the people at home what don't see you on TV that you did something good, but nobody's seen it. And then 10 years later, they see it. They said, I thought that was supposed to be good. <laughs> Quick, all right, so this is totally random, but the Montreal screw job with Bret Hart, do you think that was a work or do you think that that was real? Yes, I think it's a work. I think they're, they're still working it now uh, to make it look like a, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's a work. Oh, <laughs> it's work. <laughs> I mean, there is no screw job. He went to the match knowing, he, he, thinking he's going to win, and he didn't win. So what? <laughs> I mean, there is no screw job. There's a screw job in every match, and not a screw job in every match. Oh yeah, every screwed. But, but that's what we're getting paid for. They, when you call a, uh, somebody to wrestle for them, you don't say, um, uh, "Do you want me?" You say, "Can you use me?" You use me in some way. Yeah, I can use you to get somebody over. I can use you to draw up something. I can use you. You know, once you say that, you're in their hands. You get screwed. Yeah. Later on, my first, early in my career, I'd, I'd wrestle for anything. After I got over in Japan, someone would call me and I go, "What's the finish?" And they go, "Boom, boom, boom. You put this guy over." I go, "Nope." I go to the next guy. Uh, What's the finish? They go, "Boom, boom, boom. You go over. I pick that one." Then this, then money would be second. And then, then we talk about money. First, tell me the, what you want, and I'll tell you how much I charge for it. And, and there, was a, there was a point, about nine years into my career, I wouldn't listen to nobody. I said no to everything. But just to test my test what I could do. That was right around the time uh, I did the no show, supposedly, in Philadelphia on uh, at that time, you know. Yeah. When you were going to New Japan, or? Well, I was in Japan, and they said, can you make it like two weeks from now, uh, April 8th? I go, I don't know what's the finish. They go, boom, 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 Chris Benoit beat you. I said, no. They said, okay, you go over. I said, okay, I'll make it. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and I figured Paul would understand because I'm getting more money over there, <clears throat> and uh, uh, I'll be back next, the following month, you know. And there's five other guys that could cover for me. Was that before or after you broke your neck? That was after. Okay. Oh. Ah. That was before. That was before. After. After. I'm sorry. After. So you... Because... Uh, what? Oh, yeah. So you left for Japan and then... Uh, I broke my neck a few months later. I was working in Japan for New Japan. That's when I, I wrote to Chris Benoit. I was just testing the waters, and they said, uh, we wanted me to put him over, and I said, no. And they said, okay, well, what do you want to do? I said, I want to beat him, and they said, okay. And another time they said, uh, the Al Samurai was the UWA champion or something like that, and they said, you can't beat him, he's champion. I said, yeah, I can, so they let me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get heat for anything? Like, no, not really. No, you know, not really. I don't think so. From the boys, like from uh, Dean Malenko and Benoit and Guerrero, those guys are saying, you, you know, you don't push your way around and demand it over. That's not how it's done. I said, but that's not. That's how. That's how I do it. Right. Or that's how I'm trying to do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I didn't like. 
always going somewhere, walking on eight shelves, thinking uh, if I trip, they're gonna change, you know, do something to me. Fuck that. I walked into the dressing room and then, uh, you know, kind of bullied my way around. Not bullied my way around. Sat down, shook everybody's hand, acted like I was there a million times. It was my first time there. They were like, who the fuck is that? Doesn't matter. You'll see who I am after the match. Yeah. You mean you had a. Because you know, I followed the rules for, for ages, you know, and uh, I did whatever, they, anything they said to do, I did it the best I could. Even if I had to eat shit, I did it. But when I had my opportunity to say no, I said no. That's Brackus. He came from WWF for some reason. He's some kind of bodybuilder. He could never work. I don't know why this was out there. <laughs> That was a few months. A few months after I broke my jaw, that's why I still taped up. What I was, broke into uh, Massachusetts also. What, which match was that that you broke your jaw? Was it against the Sandman? Uh, it was me and Van Damme against Sandman and Dreamer, and uh, I had Sandman set up for the triple jump, and when I went running, Van Damme threw the table in the ring and I landed upside down, and I fucking impaled, impaled my face on it, and I broke my jaw right here, knocked my tooth out. But I had like five more matches after that. So I taped my mouth closed and had a straw so I could drink protein drinks because I couldn't move it. And after five days, I went to the hospital and uh, they wired my mouth closed and that hurt more. So I had to take the wires out. That hurt more to have it wired. You removed the wires yourself or do you have them removed? Oh yeah, I did it myself. What's, what's Sabu's preferred uh, protein flavor? Uh, I like chocolate. Uh, but like really rich chocolate with coffee, you know, coffee chocolate. I'm back to drinking about four or five a day. I've been working now, it's just hard to recover. Uh, it takes longer for me to want to work out again after I work out. But you're, I, 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 what? the guy you're following, I, uh, Mike Men Mensger? <laughs> yeah, Messer. Red Bull gives you Something like that. Ron? Yeah, okay. right. yeah, that Mike Mincer, he, he has a great philosophy for getting big, not not for the endurance. I'm not, endurance comes later, that, you do that yourself. You know. He has a good philosophy on growing muscle and recovery, you just gotta be patient. And he had a guy follow his routine for three months, gained 48 pounds. What would be your ideal weight right out. now? He works out two hours a week week two hours a week not a day but it's like maximum intensity every every yeah. go yeah, every rep counts last one the impossible rep is the one that really counts and usually you know when i'm tired i don't go for the impossible rep when i get when it gets heavy enough i just drop it but that's where if i had kept going that's where you get you're stronger faster like sprinters. Sprinters got big thighs. They don't have skinny thighs. Skinny thighs are for cross-country runners. Endurance. Oops. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I fucked <bumped> out. <laughs> you cocksucker. <laughs> what would be your ideal weight right now? What are you looking for? Is there like a I'm trying to get through. But I'm, a, I'm about 180, 175 right now. Uh, if I got back to about 190, I'd probably look good, but that's, that would take a while. 
My biggest I ever been was 215. Uh, that was the biggest I ever been. But I was only that big for a, a short time. Was it like 2003 or 2004? Yeah, about from, from 2000 to 2003, something like that, yeah. Yeah, you were huge. It was hard to hold it, and uh, it was a pain in the ass. No, it's hard to eat. If you don't eat, if you train hard and don't eat, you wasted your time. You have to eat. And a lot of times I train hard and say I'm going to eat and not eat or not eat enough or wait too long to eat, you know. You should try to have a protein shake within an hour after your workout. I do that now, and I did that when I was in ECW, but I didn't do it so much after that. It was hard to keep up with it. Don't have an appetite all the time. I think he just broke my back. <laughs> like your back's feeling sore right now? You're like, oh. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't I'm know what. Killing my back. For this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a stiff spot. Yeah, there was one time he picked me up for a powerbomb and I jabbed him with my spike and I hit him in the eye and he even gave a black eye and it got him. I could feel it going to his sock and come back out. I thought I poked his eye out, but it just moved his eyeball. <laughs> Broke my ribs. Christopher says he heard somebody say beef will make you strong, but pork makes you bigger. And he... And he what does? Pork. Pork will make you bigger. Pork? Yeah. Pork will make you bigger. No, beef. Beef is the ideal protein. Pork's white meat. No offense. I never heard pork was a good idea. Pork is the dirtiest meat. Uh, it's beef you want. Red meat. He's wearing a storm with his rat tail. This is a clusterfuck. <laughs> that was a sorry there. <laughs> the Who's original? that? Oh, Shane? Shane? No, that's not Rob. No, it's Shane. I think this is setting oh, up that that three-on-three three tag match. What do you want me to do? Uh, I didn't know who the guy's ponytail was, but it was Shane. Yeah, Shane. Power by myself. I didn't even hit him. <laughs> Shit. Brandon Woodward says, "Lots of interfering. Where's the refs?" <laughs> What's a ref? Yeah. <laughs> He's in my motor. I'm getting high. <laughs> it's Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> I got Sandman. What year was this? If you were there, this would be a good match. But watching it like this, uh, I remember people were going nuts and all that, but it, it's, kind of, it's a clusterfuck. But if you were there, you, you were excited. You yeah, know? you could see all the, everyone and... Yeah, and they like, who else is going to come out? You know? Yeah, no, 100%.
But in reality, I don't like all that interference, and I don't like tag matches. Oh, that's awesome. The ladder looks awesome, but it's all fucked up. Oh, I beat him, and my back is broken. <laughs> and there's a beer in the ring? <laughs> what? Did you see there was a beer in the ring? A beer? Someone threw a beer? Yeah. I don't think we were friendly then. I don't think we ever had a beer. Uh, me and, you know, against those guys. Yeah, you against Sam Mattery. Like, like after. We, I, we would now. Yeah, it's like a very post-ECW kind of thing. Like the guys yeah. all getting in the ring and... All right, let's see if we... Well, I'm not... I'm not uh, there's one thing, you know... Uh, I, I didn't necessarily start it, but I was one of the first guys that I know of that put their hand out after a match, break kayfabe, and said thank you to the guy because I was pleasantly surprised with his ability or the match. I, was, I don't remember anybody else really doing that. I've never seen anybody else do that, you know? But I, I did it out of, uh, I, did, I wasn't thinking. I go, oh, fuck, I fucked up, you know? But everybody applauded it. I've never seen, you know, uh, two rivals shake each other's hand or hug each other and say thank you, uh, and, and then say they want to kill each other on the next promo. Famously, never, I never heard a, a group chant until I heard, uh, Sabu, Sabu, Sabu. I never heard him ever say, like, anybody, you know, Bob Backlund, Bob Backlund. I never heard that, you know. Very true. I never, I never did. I'm not trying to put myself over, but I never heard it. And then shortly after that became ECW, ECW, and then that was the trend. Mm -hmm. There was a Sabu, Sabu before there was an ECW, ECW. There wasn't even really an ECW before Sabu. Well, yeah, but I mean, it has a chant, though. No, I know. I there was never, I never heard NWA, NWA. I've never heard that. You know, now you do, but you know, I never heard that before that, or anything close to it. I found this match was pretty choppy. Let's see. What's that? I found another, oh, ah. but I don't think it's... That's a good match, too. That's a better one, less, less, less interference. It's a little choppy, but we'll, we'll give it a go. And I think there's like music playing over it, so we'll, we'll watch it with just the commentary. Yeah. Christopher says, you were a game changer, man. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I stopped. Trying to listen to the guys above me. Saying, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't, you know, you shouldn't do that. And I would. And uh, I got to be, you know, got to be the trend. Shaboy KG asks, thoughts on Chavo playing the Sheik in the Von Erichs movie? Nah, I think it's kind of funny. I don't know. His dad hated my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. You know, So I, I think it's kind of funny. I got a call about, they wanted me to do a, like a voiceover for something, like read a story, but not as me, but as me, you know, me reading someone else's story. For the movie or for something else? For something else, but I thought it was for the movie. Oh. 
That reminds me, I have to look over that contract for you. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Are you calling me out right now? Oh, no. I, I thought maybe you already read it or something. No, I, I'll take a look. But uh, I even said I don't have a unique style of talking or a voice sound, and they said that that's what they wanted was a rough on the edge uh, uh, voiceover. You know, I don't know. They wanted somebody who doesn't normally do them. How would you feel if they would have approached you to play your uncle in the movie? Uh, you think you could have done that? That would be cool. I'm too old now, but yeah, that'd been cool. How old's Chavo? I don't know, probably 40 something, 45. But he still looks good. He, he's not broken down. You know, and uh, he had a hair transplant. Dabin says he's 52. Oh, yes, yeah, all right. It's good. Take quite the beating I did. I remember one time Eddie Guerrero said, man, my fucking nephew's an asshole. I go, what do you mean? He goes, he don't want to go to Mexico to grind out his dues. He goes, he said that, he goes, I'm not going to Mexico. <laughs> like, it's too dirty. <laughs> and he didn't. Over and he got a job without doing that. I guess. He, wasn't a, a, he wasn't a big fan of Mexico. Chavo wasn't, you said. Oh, yeah, Chavo. How'd you feel about wrestling in Mexico? I loved it, except for I loved wrestling anywhere where I could draw people, even though it was a trash can. Uh, he, he, he didn't. You know, he didn't like wrestling in trash cans. In Mexico, a lot of it is it, fucking so dirty. But but I didn't, it didn't bother me because it was 10,000 people and I was getting paid uh, for something I loved to do, even though it was in a shitty place. But, you know, Mexico, a lot of times they didn't have showers. You know, it was gross. They, they didn't have the health inspection or the health code like we have here. Not even close. Not even up close. Her, uh, my ex-wife went to the bathroom in Mexico City one time and she couldn't do it. They said the girls were a couple inches above the toilet shitting and pissing in it. And they, they didn't, nobody sat on it. <laughs> and they're women, you know. It's different. Guys can stand up and piss anywhere. But women, they got to sit down and have a clean place to sit. They should, you know. And if it's not, they, they shut it down. But they didn't there. What do you think of the Mexican fans? I thought they were awesome. Great. Uh, they, I thought they were great. You know, the, well, I went there after I was already sat and it was over. So I kind of cheated. They knew who I was before I knew who they were. But uh, uh, they were great. Very friendly, very generous. A lot of them, you know, always, always uh, did good. And almost everywhere I went, they always treated me like I was one of them. Like Japan always treated me like I was one of them. Even when I went to England, they treated me like I was one of them. You know, they'd say like the, the Americans, they're like this and that, but you're not, you know. But I said, yeah, I just didn't see it. <laughs> Brandon Woodward asked about the Puerto Rican fans. Were they the most bloodthirsty? Yeah, they're bloodthirsty and all that towards my opponent, not towards me. They always liked me, always. Like there were one or two people throw piss on me, but not the whole crowd. Most of them, they liked me most of the time. Unless I was wrestling, even when I wrestled the Colognes, they took the Colognes' side, but they also applauded me afterwards. Gotcha. 
Like they're glad to see Car Carlito win, but then they're also glad to see me wrestle. Yeah, Christopher says, fuck, that's gross. Yeah, getting pissed thrown on me even once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got pissed thrown on me twice. And the first time I didn't realize it was pissed. I go, man, that wasn't enough. And I was warm. I go, oh, fuck, I was pissed. <laughs> I thought they threw some like, hot water on me or cold water, but it was piss. Yeah. Fuck. Pretty gross. Yeah. I'm but that's the thing they do, you know. Uh, the, the, almost everybody in the crowd who's the man who drinks beer has a cup in their hand, one for piss, one for beer, because they don't want to go to the bathroom all the time. I wonder how many times they they get the hand wrong and they end up taking the wrong <laughs> <laughs> They didn't get it wrong when they threw it at me, man, it sucked. And they weren't aiming for me, they were aiming for my opponent. I'm sure that was one thing that you're glad didn't catch on in other uh, countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got maced one time what? Uh, in Indiana by these two old ladies. And like they're saying, fuck you and all this stuff. I, out of the ordinary, everybody else, everybody else was cheering with these two old, old ladies didn't like me. And so I said like, fuck you, you cunt. And so she squirted me or something. I go, that didn't hurt. And they go, ah, it was fucking mace. It took like what, 30 seconds to kick in. Cause I go, that wasn't nothing, what the fuck? Yeah. I walked away and uh, he buckled me. <laughs> oh, what year was that? I, I swear, I swear, they were in their seventies. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, the, they didn't like me. And then there was a car outside, a Saab, S-A-A-B. They thought that was my car, like, <laughs> so they beat the shit out of it. <laughs> the old ladies were... Not the old lady, not the old lady oh. but the, uh, the, old, the people who were with the old ladies. Oh. The old ladies were like, uh, they, they, they were, they were um, Dick the Bruiser rats. Is that... There's one lady that she used to date Dick the Bruiser. One of them said that. I laughed. <laughs> Wait, so what year was this that, that, uh, that um, like 93, 94? Oh, it was after that. It was, oh. uh, about 95, 96, because I was going every Thursday, I was driving to Indiana, and then every Friday I'd fly somewhere else or go to Japan. Who, would, who were you working for in Indiana? What promotion or book? Mike Samples. It was a very small arena, very small crowd. The arena probably only held 100 people, and it would only draw 100 people if I was there. If I wasn't there, it would be like 20. Uh, but um, I did it just for the experience, and I was trying to help him out, and, and it was fun. But it was a kind of a, it was like a nine hour, I think, nine, nine hour drive or seven hour drive uh, there, and, and then seven hours back, and then uh, pack my clothes up again and fly somewhere else. It was a pain in the ass, but I like doing it. All right, let me ask you a quick question in this match all right all right so he catches you he teases the table bump and doesn't Who, whose idea was that do you know i don't know i think he might have forgot the spot remembered it after he got me in the air so you think he was supposed to no definitely not i mean no th this was the spot i was supposed to happen i think he might have uh i don't know i think it, you don't think it was just a, a tea? Because you always tell me about setting up the table, how, you know, how other people do it versus how you intended it to be done, and it was always supposed to be teased, right? It was some drama. Yeah, yeah like the, that should have been teased, but not to where he he put me over the table and then moved me over. Gotcha. You know? I I think it was supposed to go that way, but not not 180. It was only supposed to go at you know, whatever you call it. I don't know. Not not over the table. 
Catch me, power about me. Not catch me, go around. Did you ever find out whose car the Saab was that the old ladies beat up? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fonzie's got the best job. He gets to hold the titles and and you guys are all beat up and he's all happy. Um, well, not to end on a somber note, but do you remember where you were, how you found out that uh, that Bam Bam passed away? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but it was pretty sad. I, I couldn't believe it because... Uh, I don't know. He was such a strong guy. But uh, no, I don't quite remember where I was. I, I think I was home. But I, I, I know I was. It hurt. You worked with him. He was one of the best guys. Not one of the good guys, one of the best guys. And you worked with him in, what was it, USA Pro? Uh, Frank Goodman? Is that who that is? The ma Mad uh, Mania? Yeah, Frank Goodman. But I worked with him uh, 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 3PW for Jasmine St. Clair. Gotcha. He was. He he wasn't physically bad, but he he looked like he was kind of strung out, shaking, and uh, asked me for some pills, and I get and I gave them to him. But I don't think he died of that. He didn't die that day. I hope not. I don't think there's any. But he was still, you know, I don't know. He, he like I said, he wasn't a good guy. He was a, the best guy. Well, he's definitely, you know, definitely, definitely a legend, and and those matches were a lot of fun to watch. Um. I think that concludes another episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Sabu. Thank you, everyone. And we will see you next week. Remember, you can catch us on Tuesdays live on twitch.tv slash ECW. If you miss an episode, you can watch them on the Premier Streaming Network. They air on Thursdays. And then you can watch all of the backlog of episodes. Um, Occasionally, we'll add some old episodes that we did when we were just trying this thing out. And we will see everybody next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sarah Snow. Great to see you. For Wrestling Cinema, thank you, Snow Stoner Dan. Hey, thank no, you. I know. And we will see you next week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.